My name is Barry O'Leary and you are listening to The Global Step. Welcome to The Global Step, a podcast created to educate listeners on how companies should expand internationally. I chat to a range of guests from entrepreneurs, mentors, advisors, investors and also academics to see how young companies can best avoid the pitfalls of expansion and successfully take the global step into new markets. In today's episode of The Global Step, I speak to Marcus Raunig, the Managing Director of Austria Startups. I wanted to find out more about the successful entrepreneurship culture Austria possesses and Marcus was a great guest to talk me through it. We talked about the well-connected investor network in Austria and how Austria has a very promising startup future, particularly in the life sciences sector. We also discuss Entrepreneurship Avenue and the Startup Live series, Austrian initiatives that are key to the success of Austrian startups. Marcus shares how previous successful international exits like Runtastic from the health and wellness industry and My Sugar, a diabetes care company, have paved the way for future Austrian successes. Hope you enjoy the episode. Marcus, thank you very much for joining me today. Really appreciated. Maybe we can start with if you can give me a brief overview of your work with Austria Startups and Austria Startups as an entity. Sure. Um, thanks for having me, Barry. Um, Austrian Startups is actually a non-profit organization here in Austria that tries to promote and push uh, innovative entrepreneurship here in Austria. Um, and uh, we practically do that through three different verticals. We first try to inspire people to actually get going and believe they can change can change something themselves. So mostly through communications, we run quite big communication channels, social media channels, but also a newsletter. And we are holding a lot of keynotes and um, do PR work, trying to get the message out there pretty much. Um, the second one is, is, is inspiration. And the second one is connectivity, where we're organizing 50 to 60 events all over Austria per year, trying to, to connect uh, people who, who start up with other bright minds, uh, inspirational thinkers, and, and people who can actually help them. And finally, the third one is the, the vertical of, of change, where we're trying to change the environment here in Austria and, and the, yeah, create a better environment for startups, mostly through doing large-scale research projects. So, for example, we've published the Austrian Startup Monitor, which is the, the biggest study about the Austrian startup scene yet. And then taking uh, this, this amount of data we, we generate there and uh, pulling that into recommendations for decision makers on the government level, what needs to change for Austrian startups to be even more successful internationally. And my role, I'm, I'm the managing director. So I'm, I'm managing a team of uh, a bit more than 40 people all over the country at the moment, most of them on a, on a voluntary level. Awesome. That's awesome, Marcus. So you're a busy man. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Uh, maybe jumping into you know an overview of the Aust- Austria ecosystem itself. Um, where are the centers of innovation located? What industries... 
Is Austria a world leader in maybe? What kind of types of um, startups do Austria typically produce? Maybe just a high-level overview would be great, Marcus. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, first of all, we have a focus on the B2B sector. That's what, what all our data really clearly shows. Um, and uh, if you look at the different industries, there's definitely a, um, a focus on, on, on life science that has been built in, in the last few years. So especially uh, health tech and biotech is, is where there's a lot happening. But for sure, also the whole area of, 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 of apps and, and bots and, and generally artificial intelligence is something where uh, a lot has, has actually spread up in the last few years. Um, I think if you think about it geographically, then definitely the, the, the bigger cities, Vienna, uh, is where, where most of the, the, the action happens. But then there's also Graz and Linz who are really also quite well because they have strong universities also there and quite a lot of startups happening. And then all the other major cities in Austria also gradually improving and creating more startup success, actually. And then maybe on, we'll say, jumping on to, we'll say, common issues, restrictions Austrian companies regularly face when they want to um, expand internationally. Do you guys face uh, typical restrictions or being so centrally located in Europe? Do you think, is it pretty easy to expand internationally for Austrian companies? Um, I think it's probably similarly difficult uh, to most other EU countries. From a general perspective, it should be super easy because we have that common uh, digital market. Um, But for sure, there's still quite a few uh, regulations on, on a legal level where the different EU countries uh, have different kind of regula- regulations. So that's definitely a challenge, especially if you're in a rather heavily regulated area, like for example, health tech or, or also the, the fintech area. Um, that's that's something where it, it, it gets or it is certainly more difficult than it could be at the moment. And uh, otherwise, I think Austrian companies struggle with with the usual scarcities of, of startups, you you're always looking or you're always looking for more talent. You're always looking for more capital, and you're always looking for more time. Um, and I think that that's probably pretty much the same as everywhere else. Gotcha, gotcha. And then just let let's just play play with a scenario, Marcus. If you're a small startup with a lot of potential um, in Austria, what is the common path? From a startup in Austria, from idea through growth to international expansion, maybe we can chat about you know how they work with Austrian startups, how they get funding. What what are the things a young company like that? How do they get to the next level? Yes, I think if you really start with the idea, there's quite a few um, formats here that should help you get from the idea to an actual product. So. There's, um, for example, the Entrepreneurship Avenue, which is a big uh, student startup conference um, here in Vienna, one of the biggest actually in Europe. And, and there you really, through two months, you go through your, your initial idea of finding some, some people to join you in the team to actually getting that done. 
And there is also uh, the startup life period that's now spreading all over the continent where within a weekend you practically go from idea to a, to a first prototype. Um, and, and there is a lot of, of help in, in this early area already there. Um, there's also like our flagship event, the Austrian startup Stammtisch, is, is very much an opportunity for people who are just interested in startups, who, who just think they, they want to know more, who might have an idea and want to know, get to know some people. That's the, the, the big Austrian startup Stammtisch, our big monthly event where about 200 people each month come together and just um, discuss uh, and then meet new people. And uh, I think once you, you have that set up and you have your team and um, your actual first prototype, then um, you usually have something in Austria that's quite unique, namely uh, a variety of public grants. Um, the, the thing with the public grants is that they are equity free. So you get um, quite a lot of money without having to give away any equity. For sure you have to apply for it and for sure you have to um, feel like create a, a proposal for it. But, but usually that's a great chance that many startups actually also use here. Absolutely. Um, and uh, for sure that's also, I mean, there's challenges that come with that. So for example, if you apply for a grant, then you usually have to follow what you do in the grant. So it limits a bit your ability to, to pivot and to, to change around. So you should probably only do it once you're quite set on a certain direction. Okay. Because then for like half a year or a year, you should then not completely turn around the business over time. But in general, that's something that a lot of companies here really use because it's money without equity and that's that's really worth a lot for a startup then for sure you you come into um the area where you're also looking for venture capital in the early stages there's a lot of angels here in, in austria that um are quite well connected also nowadays so you shouldn't have a problem there and then often once you reach a certain level of scale once you want to go international really international uh, talking about Series B and then onwards, then you usually have to uh, look for funding outside of, of Austria because we don't have the really big funds here. So that's what then usually happens that uh, a fund from, for example, London or the US or sometimes Berlin comes in and, and, and pitches in with a bigger sum. Um, but that's completely all right because by that stage, you're always thinking internationally anyway that makes sense just on that topic then marcus can you maybe give me an example of one or two austrian companies who have expanded internationally and uh, in the last you know 10 years or so and how they achieved it yeah sure um i mean probably the most uh, well-known austrian startup is, is runtastic um which was a, a fitness app that uh, has been founded i think now already nearly 10 years ago um, and they had an exit to Adidas and uh, they've really spread all over the world and um, have just managed growth really really well so that was a b2c app a consumer business and they they, they hit the, the right um, trend at the right time with the with the right time uh, with the right app and I think they they really managed to scale that um, quite significantly. Another one that um, has been going pretty well is um, My Sugar, which is an 
uh, an app for diabetes, people who suffer from diabetes, and um, they had an exit to Roche, the pharmaceutical company, and they've also managed to really uh, take that quite global and, and now so obviously with, with Roche in behind, they have quite a, a big network going there. So that's that's something that I think um, we're stu- still looking out for, for someone to actually take a, a unicorn public here in, in, in Austria. We, we didn't have that because usually the companies that have been really successful then had an exit uh, to, to a bigger, bigger corporate. Um, so I think there's lots of hidden champions where you see in very, very narrow verticals, uh, Austrian companies being a, a worldwide leader. That's also what you usually say about the Austrian economy. It's full of hidden champions, mm-hmm. very narrow verticals. But uh, from a startup perspective, I'm, I'm, we would still love for one, one big startup to have a Spotify of Austria, simply because there's so much trickle-down effects that come from that. And uh, that's something I'm still hoping for. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I wish you the best on that. <laughs> um, just I, I love the name My Sugar. I, I just I must look that up now when I uh, when when we finish this chat. <laughs> well, it's a great name. And they're in an awesome group because actually the founder is a diabetes patient himself, so it was really driven by by purpose, and uh, I think they they've had an amazing story. Awesome, awesome. Uh, maybe jumping on to the future, Marcus. Uh, where do you see Austrian startup scene in five years um, from today? What changes, maybe you know, improvements, developments? Do you think will have come about if we're um, having a chat in five years' time? I think what we've really seen in the last five years that, that the scene has grown up. Um, so nowadays, you like in our last big study, we found out that forty-two percent of of Austrian startup founders are actually serial entrepreneurs already. So I think that's what we will we'll really see continuing, that, that a lot of employees from current startups uh, are then going on to start their own companies and, and taking all that experiences that, that they've actually managed to get there to put that into their own startup and, and use that for, for their own success. And I think that's, that's something very good. It, it really shows that we have a certain maturity now in the scene. I also think that in the next five years, we... Uh, we'll manage that the, um, the general public will create or get a, a more realistic image of what it means to, to start a startup because we're still having a bit that classic uh, hipster image with yeah. people, uh, I don't know, sitting in the office and then playing video games and, and, and it's being really cool. But the hustle behind is, is not really out there yet. So I think that that will spread out more and that, that will also lead to the, the whole ecosystem to be taken a bit more uh, seriously in that sense, also on a political level. And I think simply the pressure of, of our world, uh, our economic world, will lead to, to much more uh, focus on this area also, because simply traditional industries will, will slowly fall away. And we will believe that that will create an urgency for more uh, future-oriented companies to be founded here in Austria. I think what's really important to, to understand about Austria is that um, it, it's very small, but it's very central in, in, in Europe, and uh, it has traditionally been a bridge between the East and the West, and I think that's 
that's still the case and that's where I think that the geographic location is quite interesting because obviously there's a lot of development talent in Eastern Europe that is somehow looking towards the West and then often ends up in, in Austria and on the other hand um, there is huge opportunities to scale from Austria and uh, I think that's that's cool and, and on the other hand I think that the huge potential that maybe hasn't been completely realized here in Austria there is several studies that say that, that Vienna is like the the most livable city in the world and especially if you're an expat uh, working somewhere then Vienna is, is the place to be super safe very nice to get the get around with public transport and a great culture of it it has an incredible ratio between the quality of life and the actual cost of living so it's it's very very cheap in, in comparison to for example Paris London or similar cities and, and I think there's a huge chance that at the moment maybe it's not really um, 100% uh, used to, to its full potential and I think that's where we will really also see more international founders come to Austria in the future awesome. because of the grants because of the quality of life and, and this great ratio that I mentioned before yeah yeah I've, I have a good few friends living in Vienna and uh, they love us I've never heard a bad word In today's Quick Fire 5, I asked Marcus five quick questions, including where the best ski slopes in Austria are and what global company he admires most. Okay, Marcus, time for today's Quick Fire 5. Let's start with what is your favourite Austrian owned company in operation today? <laughs> Gotta be careful because I have many friends <laughs> in Austria, but I'm gonna want take one that's, that I'm not so close with, Mimo. Uh, it's, a, it's a mobile coding school and, and they're awesome because they're super young and they, they just make, make you go in awe because they've been so quick in their growth. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for those guys. What is the best Austrian food dish in your opinion? Awesome, awesome. Um, thinking may maybe in a more global context, what is the coolest company worldwide? It could be Apple, Google, etc., etc. Maybe, maybe uh, it could be an Austrian company. I'm going for an American one here. Okay. I'm going with Lambda School um, because I really believe that education needs disruption, and I think they are really onto something there. Awesome, awesome. That's a that's a, a fresh one. We haven't heard that one yet. You mentioned there's a startup scene in most Austrian cities. If you had to pinpoint the one city where there's most startup activity, uh, which city would that be? Yeah, that would be Vienna. Okay. It's, it's clearly also the data show that it's the biggest and, and the one where most startups are and where the most talent is. Awesome. And final one of our Quickfire 5. Everyone knows Austria for skiing, obviously, located in the Alps, some absolutely fantastic uh, ski slopes. But what is the best skiing town in Austria? Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm going with Sauchensee, which is in, in Salzburg. And uh, it's great because there's lots of snow always. In Austria, you call it a snow hole. And uh, there is, is, is light woods everywhere, so you can really... Uh, I like to go... 
bit off road into the woods, and, and, and that's that's perfectly uh, possible there. Wonderful, but, wonderful, wonderful. Well, they're great local tips. And uh, Marcus, I just want to say thanks again. This has been fantastic. Uh, really appreciate the time and the great overview of Austrian startups and uh, the few companies you mentioned there. Uh, we'll make sure to keep an eye out for them. But uh, once again, Marcus, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Barry. Well, that's all for me today. Thank you for listening to The Global Step. I hope you can tune in again soon.